And so once you find out what that entrepreneurial energy is, a lot of things fall into place for people. They think, oh, my God, now I know why I do that all the time and now I know why I have so many ideas and I start some things but I don't always finish them. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brilliant Misfits. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here. I've been interviewing women on the show about their journeys from feeling like a misfit to realizing that they were never meant to fit in and what they've done and how they've created lives and businesses that are truly brilliant and amazing. So it's been really fascinating and inspiring to listen to women in all walks of life sharing like the threads of their experiences and how that's woven into a tapestry that is able to shine with their unique brilliance and gifts. And today, I have a guest, Tina Binden, who is a personal brand strategist and aligned business teacher. And she's going to talk a little bit about your unique brilliance and gifts. And before I introduce her, I'd just like to remind you quickly that if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and give it a review. And if you go over to the Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, you can join in the conversation with other women in a private, supportive group. And at my website, www.asiakennedy.com, you can find previous episodes and other offerings on living a mindful, creative life. So the online business has really taken off, and especially for women. There are a lot of advances in technology And it's made it possible for women to create businesses that suits them, that fits them. So while all that sounds wonderful, there are some really key basic foundational elements to creating your online business. And today's guest, Tina Binden, is someone who works with success-driven, passion-centered women who want to create a thriving, sustainable online business. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say about that. So let's get right into it. Welcome, Tina. Hi, Aisha. How are you? I'm really well, and I'm really thrilled that you're here. I just I know a little bit about your background. I've done a little looking at your website and whatnot. And I'd like to just dive in a little bit with your background of how all these elements of, I know you've done various different jobs and how that's all come together to the work that you're currently doing. And then just describe what that is that you're doing, what, what that is as a a personal brand strategist and aligned business teacher. Okay. And thank you for, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, I love talking to you. Always a pleasure. So, okay, let's do the Reader's Digest version so your listeners, you know, <laughs> listeners don't fall asleep. Um, basically, I came to where I am because I burned out. Um, previous mm. to what I'm doing as a brand strategist and helping women with online business, I was a teacher first, um, then I was a mentor for other teachers a teacher librarian, and then I was an education consultant. 
And all through that time, I had a little suspicion that I probably didn't fit the mold of what I was trying to pursue. But because of my background, um, basically as a success-driven person, because all of my family were either in business or um, raised to be very, very successful. So I sort of bought into all of that and I just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed myself. And then I had some health issues. Um, so I had to stop work for a little while and I still didn't listen. And I went back to work too quickly and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then I had, uh, a bit of an emotional crisis when my mum passed away. And then I decided, okay, that's enough now. I need to just take a beat and see what I really want to do instead of following the program and climbing the ladder of success. Mm. So, yeah. That's yeah. such a common thing, isn't it? I, I find as I'm interviewing women, I mean, and it, and it is part of our life path, I believe. I think everything is perfectly orchestrated, but still those times where, you know, you're, you're trying to fit into something that society has said, this is the way to do things. And then we end up either burning out or have health issues or whatever it is, it's different for each of us. But it's sort of like that is the time when we start to make a different choice. We start to look a little deeper at what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Mm. So at that time when I had like my second burnout and I took a beat and I actually went and became a yoga instructor and a meditation teacher because to be brutally honest, once I stepped away from work and people were, were very surprised that I stepped away from work because it recompensed me really well financially, mm-hmm. um, I had no clue what I wanted to do. You know, there was all this this stuff going around, oh, you know, like follow your passion and, you know, if you had your ideal day, what would it be and, you know, um, all of that. And I had no, I had question marks. I thought I have no idea what I would do. So I actually thought um, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to struggle with it. So I just got right into my spirituality because I think, and I don't know about your other guests, but for me, I always knew I was quite spiritual and out of the box and different. I always felt it. I just tried to push it away because I was busy. And Mm. so then I really took the space and the time to sit with it and I just did the yoga for myself. Mm. Um, so, I qualified to be an instructor and I taught for a little while, but I, I didn't primarily do it to find something else to do. I primar- primarily did it because I wanted to know who I could be. Mm. Did you find that it took you back to a time of your childhood or your youth where um, you did know that you were spiritual and different and and that sort of going back to the yoga which would take you back into yourself was a connection for you oh definitely definitely Mm. and it was really interesting because I could see the patterns of the fact that I was just an insatiably curious little precocious person from the time I came into the world and it definitely connected a lot lot of dots it showed me why I was really successful at what I was doing but also 
what wasn't working because it was mainly the culture and and the spirit um, of of why I felt really constricted. I didn't. I wanted to teach people in in a certain way that wasn't being supported by the system. I really thought people learned very individually, which wasn't supported by, by the system. So I can see why I burnt out. Mm. Not because I didn't love people and didn't do my work well, but because the whole ethos and culture around it ran counter to some of my really deep values. And yoga helped me see that. Mm. And it's interesting because I see an alignment with, um, you know, the spiritual path, which is in spiritual lingo, you could say, know thyself, right? And in what you're doing now, which is branding Mm -hmm. and, and helping people with developing a brand, in a way, it's the same thing, because you can't have a personal brand without knowing yourself. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because as a misfit, sometimes I used to look back on my life. This is before I, I sort of became a bit more conscious of how everything happens for a reason through my yoga and meditation. And I used to think, oh, gosh, you know, it's a bit odd that I did this or a bit odd that I did that. But there is a golden thread that runs through everything I do, and that is that I love to connect with people and I love to help them. Mm. And I think that my struggle to find what I considered to be success instead of having that, having to buy into that myth outside myself Mm. is exactly what I was always doing. I was helping people to really connect to where they were at in their learning and who they were, what their skills were, how to access their creativity more, learn in a different style. And I still do that now. I just do that in a way that helps people find their particular path to be successful online. But it's all tied back to who are you, what what do you value, what's your story, how can you express and connect that. Mm, and then that goes into aligning to whatever business they're doing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's really fascinating to me that, you know, you're a teacher and you've woven that teaching in, you're, you've been a consultant, um, and then now you're doing brand strategy with women. And as we said, the yoga and the meditation and all of that has informed that because you have to know yourself in order to put yourself out there yes. as, as a brand and being unique because, I mean, we are all unique. So it's just a matter of owning yes. that and knowing who you are and how you what your gift is and how you stand out. And I think that's the work that you do, if I'm correct. Yes. It is. In a nutshell, that's what I do. I help Mm. people find what their unique value and their difference is, and difference being a good thing, Mm -hmm. um, a precious thing, and to bring that out in a way that's clear to them first and foremost. Because basically my ideal clients are people who have been successful in their careers, um, they've learnt what the rules of the game were and they were really, really good at playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, many of them played it so well that they lost the thread of who they were and they have burnt out in one way, shape or form. And so now they really want that freedom of expression and they want to still be successful but on their own terms but translating it to the online space Mm. is where they're struggling. Mm. Um, 
And so primarily I help them connect back to who they really are underneath all that striving and, you know, together we create that permission slip for them to be able to stop hiding all their uniqueness, which often you have to do in order to play the game really, really well where you're working. Mm -hmm. And so we excavate, like we do a bit of archaeology, we excavate okay, let's have a look at these things that you've lost touch with on your way to where you were going and how can we bring these out in a way that supports you because sustainability is a key thing and that's what the alignment means for the business that I could give you another business model but it's, again, following something else that's external. It's like that um, objective external point of reference which is what, drained them in the first place so it has mm. to be an internal business model mm. based on their skill set and what they value and then we build the business systems out from who they are mm. I love that that sounds really really interesting um because I think it's so easy to yeah, just take on you know take on a strategy or take on a, a model that you know a business model that's out there and forgetting that you know each person is an individual and we all have our own unique way and we need to find our own unique way so you're sort of like the um the torch that is helping people and guiding them into finding yeah. that for themselves can you talk a little bit about the process yeah. of of how someone does that work with you like is there sure. yeah sure so basically um when people first touch base with me we really um do a deep dive into who they are and what is important to them and i do that through energy types oh, okay. and we find out what their entrepreneur energy type is and the blend of that energy type then informs what their brand archetype is and the reason why we can do that is because archetypes and energy types are like um i guess you could call them like repeating waves and patterns of consciousness that flow throughout humanity so there's different sorts of styles and types and people can i suppose scaffold and make sense of their beautiful little quirks within a kind of framework which makes it clear to them mm. but within that framework they have their own little individual nuances so everyone's um, path is slightly different even though they share some common um, mindsets or common personality uh, traits with other people you can imagine like there's billions of people in the world so you know, each of us is individual, but we do share some common things. Mm. Um, so we start with that. And then from there, we build out, okay, what's business model will support you? Like what's your unique gifts and skills? And then how does this translate really individually to your brand and your brand story? And we build everything out from there, including all of their fonts and colors and that sort of thing in there you know, the back, the background and everyone's story is so, so nuanced. It never ceases to amaze me how uh, the variety and, and the really the beautiful things that come out from inside people. Um, so yeah, that's how we do it. And 
yeah, it's a step-by-step and I just give the parameters and they fill in all of their individual little idiosyncrasies and their loves and their strengths. And then we have a look at their challenge points and go, okay, how can we support those? And we build everything out from there. Hmm. I'm really loving the entrepreneur energy type. Um, is that based on anything from history or esoteric? Or Yes. Yes? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, like through yoga, I discovered um, chakras and the points of energy in the body and the meridians. Mm-hmm. And the energy typing works on the same thing. Basically, that there's four really um, basic and powerful elements which is oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, and um, carbon. And all of those elements are universal, like every star, every star upon star and universe has those elements as building blocks, and we have that as well, and everything in the physical realm has those elements. And there's characteristics to those elements. For example, carbon is an earth, and people who um, present as a dominant earth entrepreneur are experts and they're very precise. They have a system which is um, a preference for like perfection and improvement and results. They're quite still people. They take a long time to think about things but when they reflect back to you, it's done in a really economical, precise way. Mm. And people who are, for example, air types like myself, they have really, really quick minds. They can think on the fly. They're the kind of people that you would brainstorm with. They are the kind of people that have the innovative, out-of-the-box ways of looking at things. In fact, creatives of any description, whether you're an artist or just a creative soul, usually have air as their dominant entrepreneurial energy. And so once you find out what that entrepreneurial energy is, a lot of things fall into place for people. They think, oh, my God, now I know why I do that all the time and now I know why I have so many ideas and I start some things but I don't always finish them. And the whole point of getting this profiling is that you can see some of the challenge points and there are ways to support that by bringing up your other energies and making decisions that are aligned with that. I hope that makes sense. That makes so much sense. It's really fascinating to me. Mm. And how does that work in with the, the brand archetype? So you've got the energy type and then you've got the archetype. Yeah. So basically the reason why we start with the energy type is because it's like the umbrella that um, shades everything and gives form to it. So if you're an expert um, energy type, you will always have a preference and a strength for systems and helping your clients improve situations and also to be able to replicate those situations and results over and over again. That's, that is the skill set and the gift of the expert But one of the things that challenges them is they're quite happy to be on their own. So community building, which is really, really important in the online space, Mm. is not one of the things that they really think about. They're quite happy in their own company. They like to be behind the scenes. And if they're a solopreneur, that can make it really difficult for them to thrive in the online space. 
So we look at um, ways to build out their business model, which gets them to connect in a way that still honours who they are because there's no use, for example, saying to an expert type, now you have to get your face on video every day on Facebook because they will self-sabotage, they'll get sick, they'll procrastinate, they won't do it. Mm. But if you say to them um, to do a video series, for example, in an opt-in, then they're slightly stretching their comfort zone but not to the point where their business is going to take um, a backseat or they're going to suffer for it because it's just about moving the business model out and stretching them but in a way that's sustainable and doesn't burn them out. Mm. Mm. And, and so when you have your archetype, well, your energy type, you have the blend of the four of them because every single individual has all those elemental energies in them. It just comes in a, in a different proportion for everyone. So, for example, my archetype is called the alchemist. Because I am dominant in air, which is all about inspiration, uplifting ideas. And then my next energy is fire. And that's all about results. So the blend of my air and fire, and then I have um, water, and then I have earth, that makes my archetype the alchemist. And once you know that archetype, there are certain specific color palettes, fonts, um, images, and brand voice and brand tone that all come with with that specific archetype. Mm. Hmm. I, I'm really feeling like this whole beautiful way of um, women doing business today and creating online businesses in a completely different way than it's ever been done before. And part of it, I truly believe is because we are aligning with some ancient wisdoms and bringing that Mm -hmm. through, bringing that through the feminine. And of course we all have masculine and feminine together, Mm -hmm. but it seems Mm -hmm. to be a common theme as I speak with women on the program that they're all sort of in their own way, bringing through these ancient teachings and the wisdom knowledge that is within all of us and um, bringing it through to come into the world so that, really the businesses are, are changing in a way that has never been really done before. It's always been sort of this, I don't know, kind of, um, you know, putting on a mask sort of thing. And this is getting yes. really into who you really are and just being who you are and no masks. There's no need. We don't have to pretend. We don't have to put up a front. It's all just being who we are and aligning with that, which is incredibly yes. beautiful to see. So I it love is. the work it that is. you're doing, it Tina. I really didn't know yeah, that I, much about it, but it's it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And um, one of the things that highlights for me is that is the look on their faces or the expression in their voice when they have these aha moments and it's like a big weight's lifted off their shoulders and they think, oh, my God, like I can take that mask of success off. I can take that mask of not showing people that side of myself because it's what blends to make me such an awesome and beautiful person and then an awesome and beautiful business if I, you know, if they follow that path. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know if you encounter women who that's a very scary proposition to take the mask off. Yeah. Um, what? It how is. do you 
what would be some suggestion or tip or something, you know, for women who, you know, we all have that yearning to just be who we are. And yet, it, on, an, on the other hand, it can be very scary to to do that, to reveal yourself. And, you know, you mentioned before that there's that thing about hiding. And, you know, I think women do hide and um, there's a fear there. So how, how can women address that in a really gentle way, maybe an everyday way that they could sort of work through that? Well, one of the things that we do um, on our journey together is we when we look at the business model, it's not just this linear um, sort of very yang model. There's a lot of stretch, flow and flexibility in it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do is differentiate between Um, vulnerability and exposure and one of the top tips that I could give your listeners is when we're in the online space it's really important to connect to that intersection between what you love to talk about and what your client needs because there's a very fine line between sharing a story that's inspiring and um, valuable to your people as opposed to just airing sort of dirty laundry, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 because everybody has a story, but then if you're talking about being in business, being an entrepreneur, the story has to relate somehow that it's offering, you're offering the story as a way to help other people help your clients yes. or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's done in that really hearts based way in the fact of you know your people. Like my story um on my about page is very much a pricey of what I spoke to you about because my tribe are people who they know that they've got the passion, they know they have the drive. What they don't want is the burnout and the drainage, but they still want to make an impact and feel like they're successful. Mm. And so I shared the story of how I came to find my unique path to to do that. So I don't go into all of the nitty-gritty things or, you know, like it's all focused on how does this help my people? Mm. And if it doesn't, then I don't share it. Now, just quickly on the flip side of that, if you are someone that, um, for example, if you're a nurturer brand or a caregiver archetype and your um, dominant energy is water, which is all about communication and relationships, then sometimes you do have a need to be very, very open. And again, I say to my clients, Just ask yourself, what is in it for my people? If there's nothing in it for them other than you just getting it off your chest, then it's good to have a coffee date or something like that with your girlfriends or your um, life partner or someone where you need to offload that too because there is a very fine line between um, monologuing to your people instead of dialoguing. Mm. If that makes sense. So hopefully that tip, um, you know, is is to say how is this helping and supporting, inspiring or educating or entertaining my people, like my tribe of people. Right. Yeah, that's really good. That's a good, really important point to keep in mind. 
Now, there's something else that just floated into my mind as we were talking, um, because as you know, creating a business, um, whether any business, but especially the online business, is quite a spiritual journey because you do have to dive mm-hmm. into yourself quite a bit. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I think is really important, and I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit on it, is courage. I find that um, to really step into this world and and it is a, a a big journey of knowing yourself and and helping others and all of that but how, do you find that courage is a really important component oh definitely Aisha definitely um and what I find so interesting is that it doesn't matter what level of business you're at courage is and persistence and faith are some of the most important tools in your business toolkit. Um, whether you're just starting off and you, you, the landscape is very foreign and you don't know where you're going and what you're doing, all the way through to people who are, you know, who have had multiple businesses, because every incarnation pushes you to a new level of business and those same things come up, maybe a different set of circumstances, but the courage needed is the same mm. yeah and um I also wanted to just say something about that myself about courage because um as you know I work with creatives as well and in the creative path and creating a business is creating uh we're all creative when we're on that yep. creative path there are oftentimes I encounter it myself in fact I just had one episode <laughs> last night but there's always <laughs> There's always these things which um, Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, she calls Mm -hmm. it the creative U-turn. We'll, at some point in our journey, Mm -hmm. we'll encounter the creative U-turn. And what that means is that, you know, you're going along and you're going along and then all of a sudden you just go, oh my God, no, I have to stop. I can't do this. And you want want to just turn around and go back to whatever you thought was safe and comfortable and Mm -hmm. all of that. So Mm -hmm. um, in those moments of having a creative U-turn, what what sort of strategy could we use to, you know, just be with that and to keep going? Well, one of the things that I use um, with my clients is called the T tool and it's the simplest tool but it makes a big difference and that is you take a piece of paper and you fold it in half so that there's a line down the middle Mm -hmm. and on the left-hand side you write things that I don't want and on the right-hand side you write things that I do want and being human and the evolutionary wiring to be like a little bit wary, um, we find that we can think about the things we don't want far more easily than the things that we can, uh, that we do want. So you start with the left-hand column and you write down all the things you don't want. And oftentimes when you're having a crisis of faith or a crisis of spirit, those things come pouring out. They're Mm. very easy to do. Mm. And so you let them brain dump out and that clears a bit of space for you as well. Then you look at each statement and you flip it. So say, for example, you think, I don't want to be pressured all the time and have a to-do list a mile long. Then on the left-hand side, you can say, I want to have plenty of time and space to create. 
Then if another thing is I don't want to be doing websites because technology is not, you know, I, I don't really want to spend my time on technology, you can say I would like to find a support team to handle my website creation. So you go from brain dumping all the things you don't want to what you do want. And then what you do is you tear the left-hand side off and you throw it away or you burn it. Mm-hmm. And then you are just list, left with the list that you want and then you start to work towards that, even if it's just one or two steps towards the first one or two items on your list. So that's one, one tip um, that I have that I use with my clients that works really, really well. Um, I love that tip, Tina. I love that. It's and so simple. It's really simple. Everybody has a piece of paper and a pen. That's, That's right. Yeah, beautiful. And I'm all about the simple, Aisha. And and you know, as a yoga teacher too, mm. there's real beauty and power in simplicity. And as humans, we overcomplicate. And I am the queen of that crown. <laughs> um, so I have to be very conscious of saying to myself, "What are you doing, and why are you doing it?" Can you make this simpler for yourself? Can you bring yourself more in alignment with the joy of the moment? And so I'm always about stripping things back, stripping it back, stripping it back so we can be as light as possible. Mm, I love lightness. And I often ask the question if I am feeling bogged down, it's just a question that I ask myself, how can I love this more or how can I yes. enjoy this more it's it's yeah. just a simple question and then it, but it switches and it, your mind around doesn't it it just switches your mind around it does. and you actually open to the possibilities that yeah you can actually love this more and enjoy it more and and your brain exactly. will find a way for you to do that exactly and the one other tip that I have for your listeners is I keep a gratitude jar and I just put one thing I'm grateful for in a little jar that I sort of spruced up and tizzied up just on little strips of paper. And when I have a crisis of faith and think, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? Like, this just stinks and I'm just going <laughs> to like crawl under the doona with a glass of wine and suck my thumb. <laughs> I, I tip out all the pieces of paper and they could and they have, like, anything that I'm grateful for. It could be a client um, that said something beautiful about me. It could be the fact that I'm healthy. It could be the fact that I got to have lunch with my sisters. And by the time I get to the end of my strips of paper, I'm all good. Mm, Beautiful. Yes, gratitude is just a wonderful shifting energy, beautiful dessert. (laughs) Yeah, because two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So once your heart starts filling up with all the blessings, then the fear and the self-doubt don't have any room. So Mm. it's all good. Thank you so much, Tina. There's so many gems in today's conversation with you. Thank you. Yes, I want to um, let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you. So could you just tell them, and I'll, I'll put that in the show notes anyway, but just tell them what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is through my website, which is just my name, www.tinabinden.com. There's a contact form on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my Facebook group, Spirited Women in Business, if they wanted to come and hang out and see what we do there. Uh, so yeah, that, that's basically the two touch points that they can, um, come and have a look and jump on my website, check me out, cyber stalk me, that sort of thing. (laughs) Um, 
And yeah, it's always good to chat or even send an email. Um, all of those contact details are on my website. So yeah, I'm always open to um, new experiences and new people. Wonderful. And don't worry, listeners, if you're driving or doing something, um, the contact details for Tina will be listed in the show notes. So you can always go back and have a look or go to my website where all the listings of all previous episodes, current episodes are listed with the relevant information. So Tina, I can't believe it. Time is up already. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that you're on the show. And thank you for all your brilliance and and your wonderful business. All the best. Thank you, Aisha, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.aishakennedy.com.